Welcome to the Common Sense Connections app audio education series. We encourage you to listen carefully to the success and leadership principles discussed in this audio. They have enabled countless independent business owners just like you to build a successful business and have a full and balanced life. So, uh, if anybody was at Las Vegas, um, there was a little song and dance. Yeah? Yeah? Well, Jay's going to join me in something that we're cooking up later, so we, we've talked about it. Now, I, I can't do a song and dance today because today's, today I have my ecclesiastical leader here, so I have to kind of behave myself, my bishop. <laughs> so I need to keep it on the down low so he doesn't know what I do on the outside of the church. <laughs> so we're, we'll start out with a, a quote, and then we'll get into it. This hit me hard. I don't know if it hit anybody here, but when I, when I saw this or heard this, I thought, whoa, 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 back up, back up. And I had to read it over and over again. So this is what it says. Every living thing has faith in something or someone. Okay, makes sense, I hope. Even intense fear is alive with faith. You fear smallpox because you believe it's possible you can contract it. And you believe failure and other catastrophes because you believe it could come into your life. I was like, wow. So I thought immediately, what am I fearing? What am I fearing? Because what stands in the way becomes the way, right? There's contradictions in everything we see around the world, in our lives, our families, talking about start with your, your relationship first, start with your family and build from there. So wherever the challenge is for me, I'm like, that's where my answer is. Not the thing I wanna run away from, I wanna run to that fear to find out, okay, where is, where is my answer? So I want to talk today about someone that, who, who had some fears, some challenges, and I'm just super curious. Does anybody know the name? Maria Skladowska. Wonderful. But you might know this next name. She changed her name when she got married, and she turned it into a French name, the French version, Marie Curie. Anybody know that name? Okay. So when I heard of Maria Skladowska, I was fascinated with her, uh, her story. I mean, so here, here she is, a young woman, little girl, um, in the ravaged area of what wasn't even Poland at the time. It was just an area that the, the Russians had taken over and, and just destroying their lives in that, at that time. And um, she wanted to learn about science, but she was too young, so she had to work for six years so that her older sister could go get some schooling. But when it was her time, she took off. Now back then, when she went to France, that's when the Eiffel Tower was happening and people were doing x-rays and they could see through the skin and they didn't know they were killing people by doing it too many times, but hey, it was exciting and things were happening. And so here she is, this graduate student, just this lab student basically, who had this passion and this desire to just learn. She didn't know what she was gonna learn or how she was gonna do it, she just went for it. Well, while she was going through this process, she. Uh, was told, hey, there's this guy that's really good at this particular kind of testing. You might want to go see if he has some lab space for you. And it was Pierre. And she fell in love with Pierre. And uh, Pierre was one of those guys that had lots of ideas but no action. Okay? So he, he um, was doing all of his studies. He did everything but his dissertation. But he was, he was fine just being an industrial lab and just teach the kids and he didn't want to get his PhD. He didn't really care. He just was, a, you know, a dreamer. Well, she started working with him and 
they started doing some testing and everything was just going on nice and predictably dull. I love that word. Everything was predictably dull. Do you ever feel that way sometimes? You're like, this is very predictable and very dull. I'm working and working and working and working and working and working and then I got paid. Lots of working before that one get paid, right? Well, eventually it gets paid, get paid, get paid, get paid. And that's where, you know, at this time she was just the working part. Well, then within one week, two weeks, she had two massive big discoveries. One of them was she realized that th- th- thallium, thallium, what's the, what's, the, what's the element? I can't, I didn't even memorize it very well. But anyways, she noticed that that had some radioactivity to it. She also actually coined the phrase radioactivity during that same two-week period. So all this time of doing nothing significant, all of a sudden she realizes, I'm on to something. Well, she was working with a, a material called pitch blend, okay? And while she was working with this material, she noticed that there was two elements in there that had a significant amount of radioactivity. And, and one of them, she t- called it pol- polonium, after her native country, Poland. And then the other one, she didn't know what it was, and she kept testing it and testing it. And then finally, they did this, this scan, and they noticed, oh, wow, you found something, but this scan is not enough to prove all these other people. Because remember, she's a woman back then. She's just a lab student, basically, and she's from Poland. She's got three strikes against her. Well, her husband, they got married, He's like, you know what? I'm going to stop working on this project over here, and I'm going to work with you because she is a doer. So here's the dreamer, and here's the doer. And they worked on it, and what was amazing is as they are going through this pitch blend, they realized that one amount of pitch blend, if I said it was 1%, that sounds pretty small, right? 1% of amount of pitch blend had some what they were going to call radium, or radium later on. It was one millionth of 1% in amount of pitch blend. We're talking rare, rare, rare. They had to go through, what was it, um, 10 tons? So an elephant's three, three tons. So about three plus ton, tons, or, or three plus ele- elephants worth of material they had to go through to get one-tenth of an ounce. And that one, I, thought, I looked up what ten, one tenth of an ounce is, and that's like, or gram, excuse me, a gram. And that's like a dollar bill is one gram. So one tenth of a dollar bill was how much they found from all of that. And there's just so many aha moments as I was learning about this. Because she created a system that after she died, because being around the radium, it killed her early, unfortunately. But after she died, people used that system to create hundreds of thousands of discoveries. I'm making up that number, lots of discoveries. But they made a lot of discoveries because of the system and it went beyond her life. She created something that was beyond what she could personally and physically do. And I think about that when I'm trying to help people with the products. I can help so many people. Like I'm here and I have people calling me saying, hey, when can you talk to my son? He needs some help. And I'm like, I can't talk till Monday. How many of those kind of calls can I get? How many could I physically do in a day? I can't. You can't. None of us can. But as I teach other people to do it, they can be taking those calls and those calls and those calls. And we can be helping people build the business and build, build this amazing community. So Marie Curie. Um, so many different examples like hers that I thought was amazing. Because what, what she did is she took the material 
the pitch blend and threw out everything that wasn't radioactive. I love that for me. What, what's, what is it in our lives that's not radioactive? What is it that's not working? I also like that she found the powers of those elements. My goal, and has been and, and will continue to be, to help people become who they really are or help people discover who they really are. I like the word discovery. Discovery is seeing what everybody else is seeing, but thinking what no one else has thought. Because all of the answers are around us all the time, and I really, I, I really enjoy that. Um, some examples that I wrote down, I love that the junk man in the Think and Grow Rich uh, saw something that no one else saw. They were, you know, they stopped three feet from gold, and he said, whoa, why don't we talk to an expert? Duh, let's talk to an expert. And then he made you know, millions of dollars. How about Mr. Edison? I like what Mr. Edison saw um, Edward C. Barnes show up as this you know, ragtag guy with a suit that was all dirtied up because he had to hop on a train without paying a ticket. And he saw something, but he didn't know what he saw. He just knew there's some pitch blend there. There's something in this pitch blend. And Edwin had to become something that, that uh, Mr. Ederson could see later. But Mr. Ederson saw it. I want to be like him. I want to be able to, to shake someone's hand and go, oh, there's some, there's some radium in you. There's something radioactive. And they might not see it, but hopefully I can see it. I would love to do that. Uh, I, I was talking to John before, we, before I, um, we started today. And I said, is it true that you would dress up in your suit? and go sit in your car and just think and search and ask where I needed to go next. And he goes, yeah, I do that all the time. How cool is that? And what if, what if we went and dressed up in our nicest clothes and, and thought, who do we need to go talk to? And it might have nothing to do with the business. In fact, most of the time, it probably won't have anything to do with the business because someone needs a hug Someone needs some service. I might need to go back and change into my jeans and go get to work, get my hands dirty. Doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, the whole purpose is we're helping people become who they really are. And, and that gets me pretty excited. Uh, I love that Richard O'Brien has told his story about coming back a changed man. That's what we're hoping to do with every event, every connection, every relationship, every experience. We come back as a changed man. I, I was watching everything I could watch with the truckers in Canada. I don't, I don't know where you guys are with your politics, but that made me furious. And watching them go, no, this is a dream come true to be able to do something. They were prepared and ready for it and, and ready to go. I mean, it's all Dr. White's fault that I'm here today because I went, went, went to see him as a colleague as, and became friends and he invited me. How fun is that? I was ready, just like the truckers. I'm ready. Are you ready to find my radioactivity <laughs> and turn it into something special, something that can glow in the dark without any power plugged in? Um, that's what I'm looking for. And then uh, The Peaceful Warrior. Has anybody watched the movie Peaceful Warrior? It's one of the best movies ever, and no one has seen it. Come on, one person in the room. OK, there's like, because I told you to watch it. And I didn't tell you, okay. And he, the guy's from California, so you should know that. All right. If you haven't seen it, well, he, this guy, he breaks his leg. I'm not ruining anything in the story because you see it in the first scene. And he's devastated. He's an athlete. He's a gymnast and everything. And he's sitting there, and, and this girl um, is there listening to his woes, and he's complaining everything. And, 
and he touches, she touches his heart, and he goes, my leg is broken, not my heart. <laughs> was his leg broken or his heart? It was his heart. His attitude was way off. And she said, are you paying attention? Just one of the most powerful moments for me because so much good was going on around him, but he couldn't see it. He wasn't paying attention to the radioactivity that was inside of him. It was just waiting to be discovered and, and, to, and to flourish. And, uh, and I, I just love that. So a um, couple things that John also taught me before we talked, he says, you know, go as far as you can go. As, we're, as you're discussing going up the mountain, you know, just go as far as you can go and then sit in your car dressed up, ready for the next step. And then go as far as you can go. Uh, you know, the title I wanted to name this, I don't know if it makes sense, but it's the genealogy of success. When I think about, there you go. <laughs> when I think about the genealogy of what had to happen for me to be able to see what was possible for me and my family with common sense and with this industry and what it means to me, um, Dr. White had to have a, a literal, absolutely vivid dream. Now, I don't know what happened up until that dream. He's told me some of it, but he had to have a dream for him to wake up to something that allowed me for someone to tell me, hey, you need to go talk to Dr. White. And because of Dr. White, I was able to talk to a friend in, in Tennessee who said, there's another person you need to talk to whose son isn't going to live the rest of the year. And we helped that person. And because of him, there's a guy named Jonathan. You see the genealogy? It just goes and goes. I, one of these days, it would be fun for everybody to come up here just one at a time. I want to tell you one of my favorite genealogies. And there's hundreds of genealogy experiences that we have. It's all available and waiting for us right now to discover. Well, I'm going to end on a love story, if that's OK. Hopefully you're hearing some music. Again, I'm not going to sing or dance today, but hopefully you're hearing some music. Uh, it was in, in the last century. Um, there was a, a gentleman that uh, lived in Arizona, and he grew up there, loved it there, had all his friends there, everything, and, and he ended up uh, serving a mission for his church. And when he came back, his family moved to a different state. It might as well have been a different country because he didn't know anybody there. He didn't, you know, the culture is a little bit different. And um, he, one of his family members said, hey, you know what? There's someone looking to you know, hire somebody. All right, so he went and, go, went and got hired and worked for that construction company. And his uncle talked to him and said, hey, there's a friend of his, of yours, or a friend of mine that you might want to meet. He's about your age, and he's looking for a job. So they started working together. Well, after some of working, that friend said, hey, I'm going to go to college. And the other guy's like, you know, he did really good in high school, but he's like, I don't need college. What is college going to do for me? You know, so he just had kind of a bad attitude, but he's like, whatever. Um, he's like, but I don't have a ride. Well, the friend's dad, you know, the dad said, well, how about I just take you guys up there and just see what happens? Well, the dad knew the dean. The dean talked to the kid. The kid says, wow, or the dean says, wow, your grades are fantastic. Here's a full ride scholarship. And the kid's like, all right, I guess I'll go to college. So he went to college, and the friend and the, the kid went to college. Well, the kid's like, well, I'm definitely done with my sciences, and I don't want to, I'm just going to do business. But uh, there was one class that only the dean could get him into. 
because he was, you know, it was booked up. He's like, well, I'm the dean, I can sneak you in. So he did, and got, made sure he got all the classes he wanted. Well, he meets this girl, and the girl thinks he's dating another girl, you know, another girl, and she's like, well, there's no way. There's no way I can ever, you know, talk to him. And he was thinking the same thing about her, but they, there was a test. They have the test, they get done with the test, and they're arguing, you know, of all things, they start arguing. But after a while, they started studying together, and, and they, you know, one day, um, he waited for, it's me. <laughs> I don't know why I waited for her, but she was done with her tests. I said, where are you going? She goes, I'm going to get lunch. I'm like, I'm hungry. And she's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I invited myself to lunch and there's more to that story, but I don't have time. And it's just, that's my genealogy. I didn't know what was gonna happen next. I just went as far as I could go. And, uh, Marie Curie found her love. I found my love, Marie Christine. And um, my challenge is to you is find your love. And I hope you'll find it. Thank you. This audio series was created to help you with personal development, professional development, and gaining the skills to build a sustainable business. While certainly no one can guarantee success, it is our hope that the principles and ideas discussed here will enable you to experience the thrill of accomplishment and offer your life greater significance and enjoyment. This is a copyrighted program. The purchase of the program is optional and any unauthorized reproduction or broadcast of this digital media without express written consent is strictly prohibited. All rights are reserved.